Good morning. Good Sunday morning. Happy end of summer. I know that's depressing to actually say, but I believe uh, this is, I know for a fact this is the last weekend of summer. I believe summer is Wednesday. The last day is Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know. 21st, 22nd. Um, Ironically, it is on the same day. I believe the first day of fall is on the same day as Mocktails on Main, which is what we are talking about on today's podcast with Bob and Meg from Alt Bar, Mocktails on Main, this Thursday at the Mercantile on Main, and it is a uh, competition amongst mocktails for, or, or should I say, as Meg likes to say, and you will find out in this interview, she is a marketing mastermind, uh, zero-proof cocktails kind of competition happening on Thursday. You'll get more details during the interview portion of the podcast, which we'll get to quickly. Just wanted to come on and pop on and say hi real quick. Uh, Recording this Sunday morning, got to run out to work for a few hours. Hoping to be back by 1 o'clock. Kick off Browns Jets. Browns eking one out against Baker Mayfield last weekend. I don't know how I would have lived down a loss to Baker Mayfield. Thankfully, I don't have to. The Browns finally have a field goal kicker. They drafted him. He was a fourth-round draft pick. But, hey, that's what you got to do. Remember last year the talk was the Bengals had this great field goal kicker? And the talk was, well, they drafted him. Because nobody drafts a kicker, right? Well, look, if you want a great kicker, maybe you got to spend a draft pick on the great kicker. And you can laugh all you want at drafting a kicker. Those freaking kickers win and lose games for you sometimes. So you got to have a good one. Anyway. Uh, he, he won the game for us. Now, Browns, Jets today. Speaking of the Bills, though, speaking of football, Bills play Monday night. I, as a Browns and Bills fan, I am loving the idea that the Browns have a crappy schedule in terms of they're not respected, so they have mostly 1 o'clock Sunday games. That's fine with me. I like that. The Bills, on the other hand, being a marquee team now, have all these primetime games. and like Now they play Thursday night, then now they play Monday night. Like... <laughs> By the way, what a long break. It's like an 11-day break between games. What a huge, I was going to say huge advantage, but that might actually be a long enough break that that's a huge disadvantage. I'm not sure. Anyway, Bills look so good. My wife, I'm so excited, is actually into the Bills for the first time ever. She watched every moment of that Thursday night game, and she vows that tomorrow night she's going to watch every second of this Monday night football game. She's even all in. Like, she's got me ordering pizza and stuff tomorrow night, and I'm like, this is freaking sweet. This is great. (laughs) Anyway, uh, last weekend of summer has been good. We didn't get a chance. The one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to go to the pool. Didn't get a chance to go to the pool this weekend, even though it's been hot. But busy. Festival season. Purple Painted Lady Festival this weekend for Guglielmo Sauce. Uh, next weekend, what do we have? Naples Grape Festival and uh, Apple Umpkin Festival next weekend. Weekend after that's another double up. Mackenzie Child Festival and Hilton Apple Festival. Meanwhile, I'm in Ohio for my son's baptism, so I don't know how we're going to pull that weekend off. Weekend after that, Letchworth Arts Festival. So it's a stretch. We're on a stretch right now, kind of the home stretch for the summer slash fall festivals. Then there's like a month gap, and then the uh, then the holiday stuff starts up. Holidays at the market at the Rochester Public Market and also Rock Holiday Village. Hey, this Monday night, too, I did a Food Link Festival of Food on Monday night. And um, I, I actually ended up taking home a $1,000 hospitality award, which I am very proud of because I worked the event alone. Almost had a disaster at the very beginning. Health inspector came to my booth, and quite frankly, I wasn't ready for him yet. So my meatballs, I served meatballs with pumpkin sauce. My meatballs weren't up to temp yet. And so the the inspector was like, 
he was like, what do you want to do? You know, and I had to do some quick thinking real quick. And I, I had to pull out my, I have a um, portable burner so I can cook. I can cook as hot as I want. I mean, I can boil things. But I was trying to use these uh, chafer dishes, like catering dishes. And they just weren't going to get the temp, as he pointed out, thankfully and rightfully. So we ended up, um, I ended up just going to live cooking. So I ended up taking these meatballs and putting them in live, putting them in hot into uh, the, uh, the sauce and serving people these like piping hot meatballs. I think it went better, but I had to cook live. So I had these gaps where sometimes I would run out of meatballs and I would need five minutes to get my next batch of meatballs ready. And I created this thing. First of all, you know, I talk to every single person that comes by. I'm always talking to everybody. But second of all, I was doing what they call the bad beat, which is a poker thing, which is when you have a great hand, but you lose... So you have a great hand, but you still lose. You win some sort of a prize because you got a bad beat. You you know you had this great hand, but somebody had a better one, and therefore you lost. Therefore they let you you know win the bad beat. I don't know if that makes any sense, but basically it's when you do something really really well, and somebody just happens to do it a little bit better. That's called having a bad beat. So if you happen to be the next person in line, right when I ran out of meatballs, I gave you a free jar of sauce. And I did that, you know, it was only five or six times all night. So I ended up giving away five or six jars of sauce. But I think it went over really well. People liked it. So I don't know how I won hospitality, but it happened. And I am very, very proud of that. And uh, honestly, didn't even know that there were awards to be won that night. I just went to support Foodlink because I think it's great. Uh, I think that the entire organization is great. I think that Julia Tedesco is a fantastic leader. Had a chance to talk to Mitch Gruber while I was there. Um, Mitch, and this is why we do these events, right? We make great connections. Mitch told me Foodlink is looking at starting a manufacturing apprenticeship program, and they need manufacturing facilities to send their apprentices to. So look at that connection, right? Love that. So Mitch and I are getting together soon to talk about that. Also had the opportunity to uh, congratulate Mitch on his involvement or non-involvement or whatever it was in the uh, Nicosia story. He, of course, he wasn't actually involved, right? They just had like his ha- a picture of him or something at their stupid little racist party. Um, he, uh, he told me that Mary Nicosia actually reached out to him and wanted to talk to him, emailed him or something and said like, I, I have so much to say to you. Can we please talk? And, and he was just like, no, I have nothing to say to you. So no, we cannot talk. Oh, it's still the greatest story of the year. It really is. Oh, my God, that press conference. I, I will never forget the night that I came home thinking I was going to watch a one-minute you know, news clip highlight of a press conference. And instead, I watched a full one hour and 15 minutes on the edge of my seat of these two people saying, we are not racist. Nothing in our life to this point has been racist. You cannot find a single racist thing we have ever done. Now listen, sure, sure, we are racist online when nobody's aware that it's us. Sure, sure, but that shouldn't count. That's online. (laughs) Great. Oh, let's get to the end. Oh, oh, by the way, speaking of edge of the seat, I watched the first two episodes of Handmaid's Tale late last night with my wife. Great start to the new season. What a good show. And Elizabeth Moss is the best. All right, I'm going to shut up. Let's get to the interview. Bob and Meg, Alt Bar. Enjoy. 
we were in the uh, we're in the depths of the the old Sibley building, which I haven't had too much of an opportunity to really tour this place. You know, since they've like remod, they've actually remodeled. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's mostly nice. nice. I've heard bad things about the basement though. <laughs> <laughs> just just heard about that. Yeah. 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 Um, Fortunately, we've never been down there. So. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go down. This is from right here. Um, we. Uh, I thank you guys so much for showing me the. Uh, the commissary too. I've never been back there. I actually the I, I'm I'll do a whole intro to this where I'll talk about going into the commissary and stuff, but just in case I miss it, they have a beautiful like steam jacket kettle back there and a tilt skillet and these nice prep tables and like how much does it cost to rent an hour? Is it the same for everybody or is, is it, it is it twenty dollars? Twenty two. dollars. That's that's amazing for an hour yeah no no but some people who are here all the time like this is their primary source of income do there's some kind of um like you negotiation fee where you pay yeah. like a monthly rate because you're using it for so many hours oh, right, that right, right. like 22 an hour adds up very quickly but for us it's 22 and that's all we need yeah well i think if you were trying to operate a restaurant out of here that yeah. it certainly could but like then i'm looking at like we saw joe from sapori down there and he's got a yeah. catering gig so he comes in probably for a couple hours preps yeah. his, his gig and then he goes and does his gig and he probably you know he's probably here for two or three hours and oh my goodness gracious i just love this place it's awesome well and just to plug for laura i don't know if you saw that laura fox o'sullivan who's the president is on the 40 under 40 list yeah this year. yeah yeah um it's just she's done a lot with the commissary it's really cool how she's supporting entrepreneurs and continually trying to do more for all of the members she was working on the commissary this is supposed to be about all bar i swear we're I getting know, to all bar just... but she was working <laughs> on the commissary for literally years before it even launched yeah. because i used to i did radio for years and i used to have this food wine show on wham 1180 and i had Laura on in 2017 talking about launching the commissary. I mean, she, cool. she was onto that idea for years and trying to get the cash to get it going. And mm -hmm. oh my God, so freaking cool. Good for her and good for this place. I'm so, and I actually, I'm, I'm actually jealous though, to tell you the truth. I think more, the majority of my happiness is coming from jealousy <laughs> because starting my pasta sauce business would have been so much easier if this place existed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we couldn't do what we do without it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so speaking of what you do, maybe we should focus and talk about Alt Bar. <laughs> All right. So I'm here with Bob and Meg, uh, the founders of Alt Bar it's uh it's it's mocktails right it's uh it's a a bar of well i guess mocktails is the easiest way to put it but it's non-alcoholic drinks yeah yeah it's uh, all sorts of different non-alcoholic drinks we do uh, na wine and na beer also oh my god and, it's awesome Meg, yeah, look Meg at the, prof like... the professional with his cell phone that he didn't uh, <laughs> such a pro that i didn't silence my cell phone sorry I, I actually prefer the term zero proof cocktails just because of the sort of like stigma around the word mocktails yeah and when you hear mocktails your first connotation is like the sugary syrupy mocktail shirley temples you know that you get um so i don't you know not everyone has that problem with that term bob doesn't care about it but yeah i hear mocktail and i sort of cringe a little yeah so. well you know what it's it, we know what it is it's like it's the thing people are gonna say so you have but i hear you i yeah. hear you're like you have to say it because that's what people mostly yeah. recognize they immediately will go yeah. i know what she's talking about yeah. if you say mocktail but i get where you're coming from or like i gotta market this thing well like, our drinks are just so much more sophisticated and yeah. we spend a lot of time layering in flavors and balancing them and making sure they're not overly sweet or they're not too bit well i like bitter but yeah um, for most for most of them not too bitter so we try to we work really hard on them so yeah. 
sometimes when I hear mocktail, I feel like it's more than just like a Sprite and grenadine. Yeah. <laughs> Although when I was a bartender, I survived on Sprite and grenadine. Well, I yeah. was like, the, yeah, I loved yeah. it. I drank, I drank that like every night. I would always drink it. People would be like, you got a cocktail back there? I'd be like, yeah, it's, oh man, I'm, I'm so drunk right now. It's creating reality. Like I just never drank. This is actually why I love you, your guys' thing so much. Cause I mean, I, I will drink. I'm not going to say I don't drink, but I actually don't love drinking it's just something happens once in a while mm-hmm. but when i go out like if we go out for an occasion or something like we went to char for my uh, mm-hmm. birthday and you know my wife's like i'll drive drink whatever you want you want to know what i ordered coke yeah. so i was like i just want to like i just want to just like plow through four freaking cokes yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah well that, that's a that's a whole nother topic where i've got a little bit of a coke addiction right now oh yeah the coke coca-cola coke, yeah. yes we should we should i'm with you i'm with you yeah yeah okay so actually so let's go let's bob let's start with you because from what i understand you are the the spark of the idea for alt bar comes from a struggle that you had yeah you are sober how many years or days or weeks or just about three years it'll be uh three years next week i think it is wow Uh, yeah during uh during an event we're doing actually yeah um but yeah so i got sober in september of 2019 um lead me lead me up to bring me to the darkest of days because yeah dealt with addiction my whole life still deal with addiction i'm in therapy for addiction my addiction is i'm in the process of trying to figure it out like i mean it's pretty effed up i'll tell you all about it but like tell me were you in addiction or was it a medicine to deal with something else or where was it? Yeah, I, I don't know the proper terminology, um, but I, I can tell you that I was I was drinking every day for maybe a year straight. And, mm-hmm. and when I say every day, I mean, there might have been two days out of the 365 that I wasn't drinking. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where, you know, I, I would drink every night, um, you know, and, and, and a, a decent quantity, you know, like the equivalent, you know, with, with the size of the beers and the high ABVs, I was big into craft beer. Um, you know, probably the equivalent of six, seven, eight, eight drinks most nights. And, mm-hmm. um, and I found that I was, you know, in hindsight, I find found that I was self-medicating. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm not sure what the right terminology is for everything. Um, but you know, and, and this is something that I've you know struggled with on and off my whole life. You know, there were other times in, in my life where I found myself drinking more and then I would cut back and then, you know, be fine for a year or two. And then I, it would creep up and then I would cut back. And then finally, you know, we decided, or I decided, you know with with our kids and everything and and with with Meg and with everything that I'm working on I just it's it's been a trend it's been a pattern and I I don't have control over it and I need to I need Mm -hmm. to stop it entirely were you uh were you a terrible drunk I don't think so um you know I I just just kind of numbed out like like a functioning alcoholic yes you were fine but it but it was because you yeah. had to be on the I'm, shit. I'm getting promotions at work. I yeah. mean, things are going well from the outside. Everything looks great. Probably you know, white picket fence, two and a half kids. You know, all that yeah. that type of stuff. But um, definitely, you know, what they would call a high functioning alcoholic. Yeah. Where did you get your fence from? Did you get? Did you, <laughs> we're we're looking for. Right. Gonna keep it light. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I, I like that you said you got to the point where you figured out it was medic medicating. So I entered therapy couple years ago and it was for food I said well I'm addicted to food I I overeat I binge yeah. and I can do this thing where I can I can eat I can eat great for, for maybe it's one meal maybe I eat a great breakfast but then I'll binge at lunch mm-hmm. maybe it'll be a week maybe I'll eat great for a week maybe I'll eat great for I've even made it I, my record is like six months where I'll make it like six months of eating clean very clean yeah. very good um, but it always ends in a binge yeah so I said well I gotta go to therapy yeah 
So I go to therapy and I say I'm addicted to food. My therapist says, I doubt it. I bet food's your medication, you know? And it turns out that I'm more addicted to like stress, as weird as it sounds. I'm addicted to, I think we ended up calling it growth related stress. For me, it was, it was like if I, I have this addiction to do to working almost almost workaholic I guess yeah. addiction to doing something and keeping myself uncomfortable to grow to the next level meeting new people doing new things and putting myself out really and yeah. then medicating the stress that that's creating by eating that was always yeah. my reward yeah is that what it felt like the drink was the reward at the end of the day or was the drink sneaking in earlier in the day it was it was wasn't it, probably neither so for me it was more um numbing out all the emotions and all the mm. chaos in my head so for mm. for me i actually i deal with a mental illness and mm. so when i say self-medicating um i i actually mean like medicating like you know like psychiatric drugs mm. so mm-hmm. um i was in therapy while i was drinking and you know wasn't making a lot of progress. And then finally my therapist and I decided together like, okay, let's try this. You know, maybe this is the linchpin. And after I quit drinking, I'm always so jealous when people say they quit drinking and their lives turned around for the better. Cause mine got so much worse. Like really? when I quit drinking, it was like, it was hell. I was like, you, you got to talk about this because because pe- people shouldn't think that it's perfect. People yeah. have to know how ugly it is. No, it was it, like, I just, you know, I'm surrounded with all my feelings and my thoughts and, and my, my insecurities and you know, all, all the, the mental illness stuff that was, was playing a factor. And and I didn't have anywhere to go for it. And so it was really hard until, you know, that was actually the catalyst to prompt me to see a psychiatrist and to, to get medication mm-hmm. and to, to get on the right medications and to get the right diagnoses. And so, you know, I say I don't have a label for what the alcohol was, you know, in terms of, you know, was it a substance use disorder? Was it, you know, what was it not? But I do have labels for the other parts, you know, that, that it was, it was covering up for me. I really love what you just said because um i remember I, I used to work in radio as i said and i worked on the brother Wee's show and Wheeze would always be very empathetic to people who were addicted but then on the afternoon we had the kimberly and beck show and kimberly and beck were always addiction is a myth it's not real addiction isn't real you know no seriously they really did they they used to act like addiction was just get over it just oh just stop drinking why don't you just stop drinking then and i would get people would say don't you get pissed off when you hear that and i would go no i get jealous because that means they're not at like they don't know what it's yeah. like to be addicted to yeah. something they actually think you can just go oh i just won't then yeah like you know i mean i'm sure you've had people tell you before oh just stop drinking yeah yeah just, stop. Cut, just cut back yeah just, you know why don't you just try a salad for lunch yeah. you know and just go for just go to the gym go to the gym this afternoon yeah, <laughs> yeah okay oh thank i'm glad you thought it. i never thought of that thank you yeah. so much yeah. try try yeah. one or two yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly do you remember your last drink yeah, that was <laughs> so. We, um, Meg and I, actually had a uh, just a vacation. I don't know if it was for a special case. It, it was our 11th anniversary. It was our 11th wedding anniversary, but it was like we were supposed to go away for our 10th, and we didn't because Joanna had just been born. Our youngest daughter had just yeah. been born. Um, so instead, we went away for our 11th anniversary. We went to South to Charleston, Savannah. Yeah, so we we had a, a week of you know not drunkenness, but you know a week where I imbibed myself quite a bit, and then 
at the end of, yeah, and I knew the whole time Meg didn't know but I knew the whole time that was going to be my last week and then um, when we got back when we, for our fifth wedding anniversary which happened in our sixth year you see, see a trend here <laughs> um, we went to Italy and so we had a bottle of wine from Italy so my mm-hmm. last drink was a glass of Chianti from the Tuscany region of, of Italy so you opened up the old bottle yeah we opened up yeah. this, and this did you sh- at that point did you share with Meg this yeah, is yeah. this is it right here yeah and that's yeah. to this day you know three years later my, my last drink so far yeah that's great that's great um so now you got to go out and you still got to be a person you know and the world doesn't change for you and that's the the most frustrating part right no it's like don't they know i'm dealing with something right now but no they're still offering you the cocktail menu when you go out yeah three days later i'm at a work dinner and you know everyone's Mm -hmm. ordering rounds and you know and i'm you know i'm I'm drinking jenny na's you know it was at uh good luck and they had jenny na's on the menu at least they had an na yeah they had an na that's not always a so i I would find out later that that was actually a good thing um Uh and uh you know, but then we go to radio social afterwards and then, you know, I'm drinking club sodas and, and it was like a very surreal experience for me. Like, you know, three days later after this you know decision, I'm, you know, entertaining for business and it's, you know, like a kind of a wake up. Were, were you like during that time, were you, I was going to say like, were you fucked up at all? Were you like, were you like uh, jonesing? You know, I. No, I don't think I ever went through a period where I was really like jonesing hard. Like mm-hmm. I like there were there's been times even today or you know every once in a while now I'll uh, I'll crave something but it usually it's more like I was big into craft beer so like you know I'll think about like other half and I'll be like ah oh, I can yeah. go for another half right now. Yeah. But it, yeah. but it's not like you know like you know itching the side of your neck, you know, kind of for me at least it, it was it never got that bad. No, I and I get it because I think the the natural question maybe not the natural question the ignorant question to ask would be well can't you just have one yeah can't you just into right like this right, is the ignorant right. question to ask i don't think people realize you don't have to agree with me if this is wrong but i don't think people realize actually i'll tell you the best the joke i heard that that said it the best was this comedian named ron funches who's uh he's a um he's a comedian who lost like 200 pounds or something and he actually put it the best where he said uh, you know he's really skinny now and he said, people always ask me, they go, you know, now that you lost the weight, like, why can't you just like, you know, you used to love going to Wendy's. Can't you just go to Wendy's? And he was like, you don't understand. The second one French fry touches my mouth, I am blowing somebody for a Baconator in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I heard that and I was like, that's exactly yeah. right. Like, you know. <laughs> so I, I have to admit, I don't, I've never, I shouldn't say never. I don't really go to AA, but I, I believe there's a phrase in AA that says for an alcoholic, one drink is too many and no drinks are enough. And that's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that's always kind of encapsulated it for me is like one drink, like you said, you know, it's, it's too many because that, you know, you just, you go in into it and then yeah. you go into the cycle of no amount of drinks are enough. Yeah. Yeah. So specifically to alt bar that, do you start to get frustrated? So I'm trying to figure out where, so when do you go to Megan, you say, I am frustrated, I'm going out and there's no options for me. Yeah. So there's, there's two different points where this happens. The first point is. I'm a big football fan, and my team is the Minnesota Vikings, so you can all feel bad for me. You guys looking, they look good this year, actually. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, so far, week one. <laughs> um, 
it'll be a Bills Vikings Super Bowl. Somebody has to win. Um, but you know, so I, I I don't get it at home. So I go out to a bar to watch it, and it's just like just surrounded by just drunkenness and surrounded right. by beer. And you know, I'm drinking my diet cokes and and trying to watch the game, and it's just it's just not fun. And and if there was ever a time that I was jonesing the hardest, it was at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, just the ritual of of having cheap beer and you know yep. watching football. The second point is Meg and I going out on dates. You know, so it's not a single point, um, but it's a you know a, a multitude of points where we we go out, we get a babysitter. You know, we're we're not night owls. We go out for dinner six o'clock, six thirty. You know, we you know we're we're old. Same, same. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, if I'm home, if I'm out past nine o'clock, I panic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the but the kids go to bed at like eight o'clock. You know, with a babysitter, seven thirty, eight o'clock, and so you know we're done with dinner now we want to go somewhere and our options are like a coffee house mm-hmm. we, don't want to go to, we don't want to go to bed before or we don't want to go home before the kids are in bed because like you know that's the babysitter's yeah. job yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna miss that bedtime circus oh, yeah. you know so. <laughs> yeah, i get that i get it yeah, yeah. so I mean, that's that's why we're paying them right so <laughs> yeah so so you know that's that's another frustration point that we both kind of shared even before meg cut back on drinking you know she would share that frustration with me because we our night we want to extend our night and there's yeah. there's no options yeah, this I feel like this is a perfect transition. Let's give the mic to Meg because again, the professional over here who doesn't silence his cell phone also only has one microphone. So, hey Meg, how's it going? Hi, <laughs> good. <laughs> Obviously, we've already heard from you, but yeah. um, but uh, so let's hear let's hear all of this from your perspective. I guess we don't necessarily need need to go in to his portion of the addiction, but you know, you you're aware of it. This this the bottle of wine thing happens mm-hmm. where you're back from vacation mm-hmm. or you're back from your anniversary and. He, he's sober now. Yep. But you weren't yet at that point. I'm not still. You're still not. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the pandemic comes around. Yep. And this is where you start to go, oh boy. Well, this- can I, let me back up yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, to when I was pregnant with my kids. Okay. So my oldest is six. Um, so, you know, six, seven years, let's back up seven years. And when I would go out, when I was pregnant, I started realizing how terrible the options were that were non-alcoholic. And so I would ask for mocktails and I would get, you know, like Sprite and mint leaves for a mojito yeah. or whatever. Um, And like, I was mildly annoyed at that point, but I didn't know there were any other options. So I just sort of was like, all right, I guess this is what I'm, you know, going to drink for nine months and afterwards because of breastfeeding and everything. So, uh, (laughs) so I've already, I've already noticed the lack of great NA options and then Bob, and then Bob quits and then the pandemic starts and I then, so back, you know, fast forward to, um, March 2020 and and just saying that you know like my, my body's like no, no everybody knows everybody knows. Yeah. everybody feels that yeah. um we were at home with our one and a half and a three year half three and a half year old kids at that point and we were both working full time trying to take care of because daycare closed everything closed mm-hmm. in March and I at that point was running social media and web for Roberts uh Wesleyan College now University Roberts Wesleyan University yeah and um, I was in crisis communication planning mode because we're I'm I'm doing all of the messaging on social, so I couldn't just be like, oh, I'll, let me just watch the kids and not do my job. Like I I had to do stuff. I had to put the website 
content up and I had to be communicating. So I was doing this and the margins of the day, Bob was on Zoom all day. So he's like watching the kids while they're running around and breaking things and (laughs) literally breaking glasses (laughs) uh, during meetings. And... Um, so I started drinking every night because I was so stressed and you know, that's, that was the joke at the beginning of the pandemic was everyone was like, I'm just going to drink a lot because this is the only way to calm myself and to relax. And I would get a box of wine and have a glass every night and box wine is not even good, you know, (laughs) but But at that point I was just like, I'm just going to have a glass. I'm just going to treat myself. And it was usually like one or two, right? Like it was never so much that I was getting drunk, but it was enough that every single night. Do you ever feel shamed when you go to the liquor store and you buy the boxed wine and you look at the person at the cash (laughs) register and you're like, look, this is not about quality. (laughs) This is about quantity. Like you just kind of like, you justify it. You're just like, yeah. like don't I'm judge buying, this. I'm buying like the Italian rosé boxed wine, so yeah. I feel like you know I'm a little yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there is no there's no, no no. Yeah, I always feel like I have to explain myself when I buy boxed wine. I do. I'm buying this for a party, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this was like months, and so then fast forward to December of. You know, so it had been eight or nine months since the pandemic hit, and I realized I've been drinking quite a bit. So I'm going to do a dry January, and I did that dry January, and that was when the capital, the capital was stormed, and the insurrection and the riots, right? So that was six days into January, uh-huh. <laughs> and I said to Bob, "This, this is hard. Like, oh, I just want to drink. Like, the world is burning down around us. I just," and he was like get comfort food like this is what go- so yeah. I went and got Indian food because I'm obsessed with Indian food that's like yeah. my comfort where's your go-to and um well I really like the place at point what's the the RIT point park point, oh yeah I know whatever what it's talking about but I don't, I don't remember the name Royal of India okay. is the name of the restaurant okay cool um because they're the closest to where we yeah, live yeah. is really why yeah. they're my, my go-to I, I don't know if this cat I'm, I'm a nantastic guy myself I well I really like nantastic. yeah yeah like me some nantastic. yeah that's good but I like to have all of I like to get like three different dishes and then like you know try them all with the rice and then mix them all together and then I like to have leftovers for three days straight. Yeah. So nantastic, you don't really get that. That's true. The bowl. Yeah. So. Well, back to my addiction though. It's when I order food and they give me three sets of silverware and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh boy, oh this was this was just just needed one. I just needed one. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway, so okay, so you go so, get food. So anyways, yeah, and then that that first dry January that. That I did and I've done three now um I think right is the would this be the third that I did and the third because I did the August challenge anyways I think that was the 2021 yeah. then 20, no so I've only done two two um so that dry January was the first time where I really was like wow there are terrible NA options out there mm-hmm. after watching Bob switch to NA beer and I had ordered in the meantime I had tried like Gia which is a non-alcoholic it's not really a spear aperitif yeah um we had ordered seed lip to try at that point I think um so we had tried a couple of NA options but not really dove into it and then that January is when I was like wow we're going out and I don't know what to order Mm -hmm. because I can't order alcohol and 
I, I guess I'm going to get a clip soda and lime. <laughs> and so that was the first time where I looked at Bob and like I had always been mildly annoyed, like I said, but that was when I really empathized with him and I was like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. Like, this is awful. So, so bring me to the day, the spark, the moment where, yeah. you, where you guys look at each other and you go, I wonder if, I wonder if there's a business to be had here. I don't. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So we, so I had been following on Instagram a, a company called Sands Bar and they're out of Austin, Texas. Uh, Chris Marshall is the owner of it and he, he owns and operates a non-alcoholic bar. And so I, like I, I was following them for a while and he offered a Sands Bar Academy where you could like learn about it, you know, about how to own and operate your own NA establishment. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, that sounds kind of fun, but I don't know. And, you know, kind of on the fence about it. And it was just so like Meg saying, like, she can't think of a specific point because it kind of built the momentum built mm-hmm. over a period of time. But there was a time where we were sitting down with our friends yeah. um, at the dining room at table. The dining room table yeah. And I just bring it up casually in conversation. Like, well, what do you what do you think about something like this? And they were like super supportive like over the moon supportive about it which meg gets annoyed because i say that they helped push us over the edge when meg was in my ear for like six (laughs) yeah we had been i i had been saying for you're right probably six months after i did the dry january like there should be a place in rochester that offers good na cocktails good na options um and i kept saying wouldn't it be cool if this was us we should like someone should do it yeah and you know we could do it but i really wish just someone else would do it so we don't have to do the work right yeah, yeah. and then bob said that they were doing the the sands bar was doing the academy and i said sign up like the worst that could happen is we're out a couple hundred dollars and we know we don't want to do this yeah the best that could happen is that we find out that this is really cool and this is something we're interested in so then he tells our friends, and then they're like, yeah, you should do it. And he's like, okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I can relate to this. Yes, we I'm had sure. A, we had a, a bunch of bushes in our backyard. I told my wife for like three years, I want to rip those bushes out. I want to rip those bushes. No, no, no. My father-in-law comes over one day, stands in the backyard, and goes, why don't you guys get rid of those bushes? My wife goes, we should. We should oh, get rid of those no. bushes. I, I can actually relate to that. Right? We've been saying that for three years. What are you talking about? Anyway, it's not quite as cool of a story as yours, yeah, but, but I get, I, get, yeah, I, get I totally it. get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every marriage. They're all different, but they're all the same. Yeah. The same. <laughs> uh, so, so the name Altbar, when does that first get uttered? So I'm, I'm taking the class, yeah. and unbeknownst to me, the final exam for the class is to host a pop-up. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, a great idea. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know. It, it made us do it. Yeah. We were like, oh, guess we're doing this. It like, is a great idea. Yeah. So in the, I think the class was eight weeks long or 10 weeks long, and um, so like I find out about this week one, and now I start thinking like, well, all right, if we're going to, and I'm a... I'm a go big or go home kind of a guy. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't like the half-ass things. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, we're not gonna, you know, because the option for hosting the pop-up was like you could just be like your family and friends or whatever. And I'm like, you know, let's let's actually do it. Like let's let's go out and do it. And so we need a name. And so we we and went. Brand. <laughs> so right on brand for us, we were out on a date and we had nowhere to go after dinner. And so we went to a coffee shop equal and ground. yeah, we went to Equal Grounds and we sat down and started like word clouding or like notes. yeah we t- I, I my favorite way of brainstorming is so i'm i'm also in my day job i'm a marketing professor and so i 
teach students like here's how you can be creative and weren't you my wife's professor i was yeah, yeah that's right yeah. yeah she was a great student <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she had a great plan for your business actually yeah, in yeah, my class awesome. yeah. yeah it was a digital yeah. marketing plan yeah um but one of my favorite ways to brainstorm is take a stack of post-it notes and then just like write one thing per post-it note when we're like trying so we were coming up with a name and so i said well let's just like write associations right so like anything that comes to your mind when it comes to like a dry bar or sober or na options or you know anything sort of in this area and so we just like put a ton of post-it notes on the table so our whole table was covered with post-it notes and then you categorize them by theme and then you look at those and you see like sort of where you're going with that yeah, and the moral of the story is we didn't like any of them. Yeah. And so <laughs> so we go through that whole process. We don't like any of them. And then Altbar just kind of comes to me, and we we just kind of agree on it. I kind of answer Well, you make it sound like it was – we went back, and we had a lot of other name options, too. Was there an we almost? Were, was there a second? Like, when do you remember yeah, that? what it, was it? Dry Harbor? No. No. Dry Oasis? Dry – whatever it was, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you remember? No, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember it. It was it was something I liked, but you didn't. Probably. So you yeah. finally deferred to her. Yeah, good. So, very good. Bob. Well, no, he came up with Old Bar, <laughs> and we kept coming back to it. Like it's just so simple, mm -hmm. and it felt like it's a great name. Yeah, it just mm -hmm. felt like a simple, easy. You know, and I and I tell my students when you pick a name for a company, it has to be easy to remember. It has to be short. It has to have, you know, think something to do with the brand. If you're if you don't have a ton of advertising money to put behind it's it. It's one of my best my, yeah. one of my best jokes. I do classes and I always say I'm the worst business person you'll ever meet because I'm about to show you how to never buy a jar of sauce because it's a class where I teach them how to make my sauce. Oh, cool. And then I say at part two of being the worst business person you've ever met, my product is called Google Amos. You cannot spell it, pronounce it, or remember <laughs> it. <laughs> It's, it's everything they tell you not to do. It's yeah. But it's your name, so it makes sense. I guess, I guess, but it, it's it's probably hurt us over the over the years. We almost called it something different, actually. Oh really? Yeah. What were you gonna be? Well, um, do, do you ever work at or around Dixon Schwabel? Yeah. You know? I didn't work there, but I know you know of yeah. them. Yeah. So they're yeah. one of their um, creative guys, Marshall Stat. He's the guy yeah. that did our label. And he had come up with a couple of concepts, and um, one was we wanted like this soft look, like that's what we went with, right? Google Apple was like a children's book, mm -hmm. but the other was like, should we be like trendy? Like, should it be cool and trendy and sharp? And uh, the other name, which makes me cringe now, Rock and Roma. <laughs> ROC because of Rochester. So it was going to be rock and Roma tomatoes is what we use. So it was going to be rock and Roma. I don't think I've ever said that publicly before. I, I like it. I like rock and Roma. It was close. It was, we rock and Roma was, we had the label made and everything. It exists somewhere. There's, yeah. You should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. should do like a throwback Thursday. I don't know if people do those anymore. I don't but, know, but it's know, a good idea. But... I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we almost were. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But no, but it's, but all, it's perfect. You're right. It's everything, everything it should be. And it, yeah. you understand what it is. It's easy to remember it's simple it's great yeah. yes so but now you have to actually start a business right yeah yeah so yeah. what are the next steps now we've got a concept we got an idea you host the pop-up yeah so we the next step was we talked to tony and renee from fuego coffee because meg was friends with renee from college and um they were like really really supportive of the idea like super super support like they just were excited about it like you know they're and they were you know pretty blunt about like some of the you know realities of of business and and, and being in the industry 
industry. Um, but they were like, you know, this is different. This is something that Rochester needs. This is something, you know, we would love to host your first pop-up. So we get a location for it. Um, they also introduce us then to Ralph and Megan, Ralph Tatucci and Megan Goodney um, from Bar Mecca and now Grace and Disgrace as well and Crystalino Ice. And um, they teach me how to bartend, which which is useful. <laughs> we yeah, we, we, I've never bartended before in my life. You know, I've, I've never worked in the hospitality industry. Like, that's the, the big secret behind Alt Bar. Or maybe it's not a secret if you come to any of our events. But, you know, we're, we're outsiders. We don't, we don't really know what we're doing with, or didn't, did, didn't know what we were doing with, you, with this you, stuff. You do. I mean, everybody is kind of like, I don't know how to run a factory. Yeah. You know, like, they, people that run restaurants, like, they, they didn't know when they started how to run a restaurant. Everybody has to yeah. start. Yeah. So, Ralph and Megan, again, are just super supportive. They're really encouraging I mean Ralph's probably one of the most encouraging guys I've ever met um, and they're teaching us the basics and we bring them all of our recipes and, and I could I, I like to think I can read people somewhat and and like the surprise on Ralph's face when he tried like our first cocktail was like totally worth it, it was yeah like, so uh, so bring me inside like the actual creative then so what what when when you have to make that first zero proof cocktail when you have to make that first zero proof cocktail how like okay, this needs to be sweet or it needs to taste like the real thing minus alcohol. Like what's the strategy? In yeah. That? So when we first started, we started out with traditional cocktail recipes and then used non-alcoholic spirit substitutes. And then we found that they didn't, they disappointed. They weren't quite up to snuff. Like the non-alcoholic, like the, not to go off on a tangent, but the non-alcoholic spirits that are out there today are just so revolutionary, and there's so many out there, really? and they're doing such a great job. Well, can we talk about exactly what you're talking about, though? Because I know yeah. non-alcoholic beer and wine, but do they do do non-alcoholic bourbon, for example? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they do? But I didn't even know they did like that. There's like three different types of bourbon. Wow. Like There's like five or six different types of whiskey that I know of, and there might be uh, even more out there. That Well, in, in every, everything in like Australia and the UK, they're way ahead of us, so there's a lot of brands that we haven't even tried yet mm -hmm. that uh, are also really great and out there. Yes. And so what's what when you taste non-alcoholic whiskey, what are you hoping to taste? You want it to taste like whiskey, but no alcohol? Is that as simple as that? Or? Well, that's what I started out expecting. Yeah. So that's where we started out disappointed. Okay. Because if you try almost, there, there are a few exceptions we have, which we can talk about, but almost all of the non-alcoholic spirits that we've tried and have had, you can't really drink neat. Like you can't, like, I shouldn't say can't. My dad does. Yeah, or on the rocks or, or you know, whatever. Um, because they just taste a little diluted. They taste a little watery, but but they have the the, the flavors and the notes from the whiskey. So like mm -hmm. they have like the smokiness or the burn. Like they, they can replicate the burn from the whiskey a little bit. And so we found that like with the whiskey, for example, we couldn't make a good old fashioned because it's such a primary ingredient that you need that, that strong alcohol flavor to it that the NA spirit doesn't have, but we could use the NA whiskey to make a cold brew fashioned. Cool. And so then you're know, adding the cold brew coffee and added another flavor element. Then you get the burn and the smokiness from the whiskey and, you know, the non-alcoholic whiskey. And then we added the bitters and the orange peel and, and everything. And, and it, it tasted, you know, like so, so we found that like for our traditional recipes, we do a little bit of a riff on them and they they end up surprising and, and delighting people rather than, you know, if you try to compare it one to one, it's just it's just not quite there. But the but the NA spirits, I mean, there's there's a ton of them out there and they're for everything. I mean, they, they've got sweet vermouth, they've got dry vermouth, they've got, you know, Amaro's, they've so got... So many bittersweet, so many like Campari or Aperol substitutes. There's a ton of them now that's 
that blew up over the summer, I feel like. Yeah, on our bar card, I think we have five different gins. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's just, there's a there's a ton out there now. Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's also really just fascinating. It gives me, I mean, I already had a ton of respect for you guys, but it gives me even more respect just to know that it's not as simple as just take a recipe and sub. Oh, right, no. like no, it's a whole new recipe. Yeah, we pretty much come up with all of our recipes. Yeah. We when we first started, there were a couple that we took from like the Ritual website or the Liars. The Ritual and Liars are brands of non-alcoholic spirits. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, so we took a couple of those, but we still improved them. Like we added bitters or we added a different kind of syrup or whatever. But now pretty much everything we come up with is, is our own original mm-hmm. recipe because mm-hmm. of because it's just not good if you try to do a one for one. Yeah, one of the things that we do a lot of is make our own syrups. So, and I say we, Meg. Meg makes a lot of all of our syrups. Um, and and so that's really like, like we have a Collins riff right now that's really good. Um, what it was, Swing Life Away? Or no, Bring, bring Back the Sun, Bring Back the Sun. Um, and it's got the non-alcoholic gin, it's got the um, lemon, juice. lemon juice, and then it's got a lemon basil syrup and some bitters to it. And so it's kind of like, and club soda, sorry. And um, I'm the product guy, and you know the recipes better than I do. Um, <laughs> but but it's like a Tom Collins, or you know, with the the gin and the club soda and the lemon juice. But then that lemon basil syrup, instead of just a simple syrup, then kind of brings it to a different um, dimension. Can we talk 30 seconds about marketing real quick? Doesn't that always happen where the marketing person actually does know more about yeah. <laughs> it than, than like, like... Always. Yeah. Always. The mar- I could talk about marketing for not for 30 hours. But <laughs> I think I've been in a handful of meetings where I've seen mar- marketing people like inform the CEO yeah. of like, no, this is actually how we do that. Well, because you have to know, right? You can't yeah. sell the product if you don't know it, yeah. like the back of your hand. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is. I always think like, go to the marketing person. They're going to know the answer like literally better than the... <laughs> the the people working wherever what yeah, well and good. the marketing people always have to talk to everyone else yeah. in the company too yeah. so not only do they know all about the product but then they know like okay this is the person I need to talk to yes. to get this information yes, yes. and I know you know if I apply them with coffee or whatever then I'll get this done quicker you know yeah so, yeah. so, yeah. so making syrups was brand new I mean were you, were you no. good in a kitchen years ago or is this like brand new you're like I'm like I'm gonna figure out how to make syrups I mean <laughs> No. Bob's shaking his head. I had a I had a spurt before we had kids where I was really into making food. Yeah. But that was also during our CrossFit paleo days. So no one else really appreciated the food that I made. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we had kids and we were like, no, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Uh, so I went back to toast for breakfast. But um, no, I've always really liked to play in the kitchen, but... I can't. The thing about syrups that I really like is that you don't have to be super specific. Like you, I mean, yeah, you have to get the ratios pretty much right. But if you're off by a little bit, it's still fine, and you can mess with it a little yeah. bit. Whereas, like baking, I'm I'm awful. I can't bake to save my life because you have to be so precise with all of the ingredients. You have to like weigh your stuff to get them right, and do, so syrups are more fun. Do you me. guys do you know the people at Fee Brothers very well? Uh, no, 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 we haven't, haven't. We used a lot of their uh, bitters, but we haven't uh, haven't met them now. So actually, so uh, I'll hook you up after this. But I know the person. I know their QA guy who does uh, all their benchtop trials. So basically, the person who makes syrups yeah, cool. at Fee Brothers, who like tests the batches for you know figures out the new flavors and stuff. so. Um, I'll give you his number before. Yeah, don't. We, use, we use their orgeat in in okay. one of our drinks, which yeah. we re- we really like it, and we use their fee foam to you know so we yeah. don't have to mess with uh, egg white 
whites or chickpea water or any of that. Um, so yeah, we really like Bee Brothers. It's nicest, but. nicest people in the world too. Honestly, I, I have, I think honestly, if you were to call him and say I'm interested in learning from an expert how to make, I'm, yeah. he'd probably be like, "How's next Wednesday? Come on in, we're That'd making." Awesome. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll hook you up. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. We bitters are a big ingredient in our drinks. We Meg Meg loves bitters. That's the the joke is that she no matter what the drink is she she Eats wants bitters. to add bitters. It's so, bitters. Yeah. <laughs> but non-alcoholic drinks need the bitters to add the depth and the flavor. Yeah. I think Bob Bob is not always so sure, but every time every time I've added bitters to a drink, he's always like, "Okay, that's better." Yeah. So I think that it does, and it adds a little bit of. Uh, like substance too, like the bitters, you know, are a little bit thicker. And so if you add the ones that we use, Fee Brothers, and we also use all the bitter, which is a not completely non-alcoholic mm. bitter brand. They're not made with alcohol. They don't, it's just herbs and I don't even know whatever magic they put in there. But, um, but they're, those are thicker too. So they add a little bit to the cocktail. So it's not quite so watery and it gives it more flavor. Well, we should also, we should define real quick non-alcoholic. Is it, is it a half of a percent or is it just zero, zero, zero? So for the, the non-alcoholic spirits, they're all like non-alcoholic and they don't use alcohol in the process, but some of them have some residual alcoholic 0.2, 0.3%. Right, right. So our NA cocktails uh, or our zero-proof cocktails are, you know, they, they, they could have, you know... Right. They're less than 0.5, but they're 0.5 probably, is the threshold from yeah. my understanding. As soon as you pass 0.5, now you now it is an alcoholic. But beverage. when you add in the mixers and everything, mm -hmm. and, and they're already at 0.2 or 0.3 to begin with, we're probably talking about 0.1 for the cocktails. Totally. Um, yeah. We do, you know, we do NA beers, which are usually around 0.5%, um, and then we do NA wine, which is totally zero zero. the ones we serve at least. Yeah. Do, I, we, I deal with this all the time. People come into our facility and they want to use wine in their sauce, or especially around here, people want to make a French sauce, tons of wine, right? And uh, yeah, it's the half a percent. That's the spot where yeah. you, you don't pass that and you're good. Yeah. But I was wondering though, if somebody is in, if somebody is sober, yeah, yeah. is is do you consider it? zero or or can you go to the half a percent yeah if so, you're that, sober? so that's and it's a great question and it's a personal decision and okay. um we label it all on the menu to make sure people who are in you know recovery know that you know because i know like some of the strict aa you know rules would say don't don't do anything yeah um but then there's you know there's others that that don't follow that but well so i've always you know not to get into food and i swear to god if you guys ever listen to any of my podcast yeah. i'm talking about myself way more than i normally would in this one and i'm sorry but you're I just, I love all the time. Yeah. But, but I've always wondered that too, because with we wine. Should, we should be friends after this. So yeah, then we yeah. Could, yeah. I would love, yeah. Actually, no, I would prefer if we never speak again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but we have some products that have, you know, wine in them. And, and, uh, and it does have to be declared. It's in the ingredient statement. But I've always wondered, like, can somebody who considers themselves sober not eat this sauce because it has wine in it, but it's far under the half a percent? Well, and the thing is, too, is like the stats are ripe banana has more alcohol in it than, than these drinks. Bread. You know, and bread, wow. like like certain kinds yeah. of bread have like a, an ABV, like of yeah. like point, you know, three or point four percent or something. So uh -huh. like, yeah, it's. I mean, alcohol can be naturally occurring in food, so it's not just like an alcoholic drink too. Yeah. Like it just happens when food is made too yeah. in the process of it. But yeah, like we don't. Of course, we don't want to trigger anyone. We don't want to uh, uh, push anyone out of recovery. So that's why we always know. You know, this is right. this is. Uh, non-alcoholic, but it may have, you know, traces of alcohol because of the way that the spirit was made. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we had one person I remember who came up. We were doing a booth at the Lucky Flea, and they, they came up and they like looked at the cocktails and they had to walk away. Like they said, I'm sorry, I just can't. Like, uh, I, like as it was triggering for them. Yeah. So, you know, with it, it's the line. Like, I, when we first launched, it, kept, it literally kept me up at night. I would, I would think about it at night, thinking, like, I don't want to be the reason somebody, like, yeah, I didn't even think and about goes that. back and, into yeah. drinking because, like, because there was, like, some slippery slope because of our drinks. Right. So it's kind of like a. I feel like sometimes we walk a bit of a fine line because I think we're providing something that a lot of people want and need, but at the same time, I don't, you know, it's, it's everyone's personal decision at the end of the day, but it's, you know, you need to know what your limits are. Who is the, the target wife? Sorry, let me move to the marketing person. Who is the <laughs> target customer? Is it somebody who's in recovery or is it somebody who just doesn't feel like drinking alcohol tonight? Maybe they'll drink it tomorrow night or this weekend, but tonight they're not really into it. Is it yes. foodies? It's, yes. It's, it's anyone who That's wants it. to not have alcohol for any reason. Okay. So when we first started this, I actually made, of course, because I like visuals and brainstorming, and I made Miro. I don't know if you know Miro. It's a like a visualization tool online. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I made a Miro board with our target markets, and I put, you know, like, okay, people in recovery, people who just have never drank and don't want to drink, people who are pregnant. Uh, and I had like different target markets, but athletes, people who are really into like wellness and, um, or also like straight edge. People who want to extend the night. Right, people who want to extend the night. So when I started doing this, I was like, you know what, does it really matter? Because the, the motivation behind this is that I want a drink that is not alcoholic. And the reason behind it may not really even matter because everyone comes for different reasons. And we have lots of people come to our pop-ups for lots of reasons. They're coming to support their sober significant other or partner. They're coming because they want to learn more about non-alcoholic options because their sister is pregnant or yeah. um, they want to cut back. So they, they want to find a way to cut back during the week so they can still go out on the weekends. Yeah. There are lots of different reasons. You know, like I... Um, I did a dry August this year. So I did January and then I did August. And after my dry August, I have significantly cut back on, like I'm not gonna buy it for the house anymore unless we have a party. I'll drink it when I'm out probably. Um, but I really cut back because I've realized like I'm a better parent if I'm not drinking. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a better partner if I'm not drinking. I'm probably a better person. Um, less anxiety for sure, because the, after I drink, I, my anxiety skyrockets. Um, and so there are some people who are just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with the after effects of this today. So I'm just going to have a non-alcoholic drink. Yeah. And when that's when, and the importance of it is that it needs to be offered. So if that's offered at places, like if I go to a restaurant that has a good non-alcoholic option, I'm going to probably get it yeah. because if I, if I have to choose between a Sprite and a Negroni, I'm going to choose the Negroni anytime. But if I have to choose between a non-alcoholic Negroni and a Negroni, I'm going to get the NA version. Yeah. So with we're hoping that Altbar will help propel other restaurants to do the same sort of thing. And we've noticed in the Rochester area, you know, I don't know if it's just because it's on trend or if it's because they saw that we were getting press and interest, uh, probably a combination of both you know like it just is more and more people want better non-alcoholic options and they're talking about it but uh, I really would like to see us be worked out of a reason to exist <laughs> like I would love I would love to have a bottle shop in any bottle shop someday where people can walk in and have shelves and shelves of non-alcoholic bottles they can buy but I 
uh, would love to not have to do pop-ups because every restaurant in the area has great non-alcoholic cocktails and people can just go there and get them instead. But that's not, we're not there yet. Is, is that really your goal though? Is, is your goal to, to not be in business because, because the idea worked so well? Or is your goal to take over the world with Alt Bar and be an international <laughs> phenomenon? It's, not, it's definitely not the second. No. It's not really our goal to be worked out of a business, but it happened. If it happens, I wouldn't be mad. Uh-huh, like I would be uh-huh. like, oh, cool. Like this yeah. is, you know, yeah. but if you want, do you want to share? Yeah, I mean, we, we have. <laughs> sorry, we, we have. You guys are doing great with the mic, by the way. We're <laughs> we have like kind of two different missions. The the one mission is to to provide a, a comfortable space for people to you know enjoy themselves and enjoy socializing with others without alcohol being the center of the experience, and that wouldn't be replaced unless somebody else right. offered opened up an NA bar. The second mission that Meg is talking about is to promote awareness and education about NA options, and that's the part where like we would be okay with like you know like more mm-hmm. not only okay with but we want more restaurants and more bars to offer NA options so yeah. more inclusive yeah I don't know you know when we first started this our eventual goal was to have a dry bar I don't know if that is still our goal I don't what would you say about that well so you're you're hearing us work out our business plan live here <laughs> I love this recording. this is cool but I'll sit back I'll only listen but Me- Meg and I have a thing where we're going to reevaluate everything in November and so this will be part of the discussion part okay. of the discussion will be you know do we keep do we focus on the bottle shop do we continue to do pop-ups in the more of the bar format you know what is the the long-term goal because our first year was really just a pilot year to see what the appetite was to see what the what the interest level was and that was successful we were saying first year success so far you know we haven't yeah. haven't made it through the whole year yet but so so far it's been it's 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 well so the first event you know if we want to go back to earlier in the conversation the first event we sold out you know we did tickets ahead of time and it just it shocked me like it shocked me that 80 Tony people Renee said we would. Tony, Tony Renee said, you're going to sell out. You're going to max out capacity. And we were like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're going to be lucky if we get 30 people. We sold 80 tickets. That's awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And then the second event, we had over 100 people probably. We didn't sell tickets. And we just had like people just lined up. Like it was, yeah. it was, wild. you know, it was wild. Well, let's talk a little business now. So yeah. you got to buy the stuff, right? You got to go out and buy the stuff. So there's a little bit of an investment on your part. You got to stock your bar and then you hope people show up. Pre-selling tickets is great because now you know how much to get. But in the other situation, you didn't pre-buy tickets. So you didn't know exactly what to do. Are you guys at a stage yet where you're really looking at dollars and cents and going, can we be profitable? Or are you like, nah, at this point, we're still just, it's still an idea. We're just working out. I think we're right in between the two. Like we're, we're, we're looking at profitability and we're, we're running the numbers and we're doing a little bit better job of cost per drink. And we're doing a better job of prepping for events too because we've had a lot of sunk costs and just extra squeezed limes that we didn't use um yeah food waste food we we, i had a we talked about food waste at my place today like it oh yeah like food waste will kill you it it crushes the margin and i I was looking at like a couple hundred pounds of extra onions today and now you gotta get creative and go oh what can we make with onions (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, but I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting better at it though. Our last event, we actually sold out of two different drinks, um, which, you know, I, <laughs> I have a personal problem with selling out. Like I, I was raised in a family where we always had an abundance of stuff, and too, we never yeah. wanted to run yeah. out of stuff, and so like I, I have like an issue with it. Yeah. But but you know, I keep getting told it's a good thing, so um, so I'm I'm trying to embrace that. But but yeah, we're getting we're getting better at, at planning and prepping, and and so we're you know we're, we're looking more at the profitability but nothing like breaks your heart as an entrepreneur more than when somebody tries to buy the thing that you're sold out of yeah. and then they walk away yeah. and you're no, like was, 
I know. It was. I mean, the, the good news was we had you know four different other you know cocktails that we we still had available, but it was it was still a little sad. It was like you know I wanted people to enjoy what we made. What what about? Um pricing right because because it is non-alcoholic so you probably had a little bit of a hurdle i actually i don't even know your pricing are you is a cocktail or is a zero is a zero proof cocktail Mm -hmm. the same price as a cocktail or do you have to charge a little bit less so this is an ongoing discussion between us Uh because we neither of us really know the right answer to this because you know, we're new at this and this is a new industry for everyone, for anyone who's in the industry, it's new. So we've been looking to see what other places are doing in different cities. Um, and even here in Rochester, what people are charging for non-alcoholic cocktails. But right now I would say that our pricing is in line with most alcoholic cocktails. We do at our last event, we just did, uh, at a cafe, uh, near Roberts Wesleyan campus. So we knew that we were gonna have a lot of students there. Mm-hmm. So we we made lower priced drinks with lower pour costs so that students could afford them because they're not, no one, students are not gonna be buying 10 or $12 cocktails. Mm-hmm. They just can't. I mean, maybe some of them could. I certainly could not when no, I was yeah. a college student. Yeah, and the important thing here, though, is that our pour cost is the same as the alcoholic cocktails. Well, that's when you read my mind. Yeah, yeah, so the NA spirits that we're talking about are retail $25, $30, $40 a bottle. Like that whiskey that we made in the cold fashion was is a $40 a bottle retail um, whiskey. Wholesale, it's $25 per bottle. So, like, we're buying even wholesale costs. We're still spending a significant amount on these mm-hmm. bottles. So, you know, so the NA spirits aren't any cheaper than the than the alcoholic spirits. And then we're still using, you know, high quality, you know, bitters. We're using, you know, freshly squeezed limes and lemons. We're not, you know, we're squeezing the day of. We're not doing, you know, packaged stuff. And, and then we use Cristalino ice. You know, we use, you know, like we're, we're trying to, we want it to be a craft NA cocktail. We don't want mm-hmm. it to be like a you know, served in a plastic cup and, you know, and, and we're garnishing them with fresh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. garnishes and orange peels and lemon peels and, you know, I think what, it, are, the, what are the cherries? Luxardo, Luxardo cherries. So like, we, yeah. we go, we do the good stuff. Yeah. 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 I think it is, it is pricing is hard. It is hard it is. to figure it out. I mean, you got your margin and you want to make a certain margin, but then also, you know, you do an event and you sell out and you go, well, that's a good indication that you, you weren't priced too high and you could have maybe been priced a little bit higher. Right. And, but you, you know, you learn, you figure it out you, as you go, you figure it out. And, and, I, and here's the bad news. I don't know if you ever really totally figure it out ever. Well, and that's, well, <laughs> you can get close, but I don't know if you're ever just like done and you go, well, I'm good forever. You know what I mean? Like, and we, we definitely won't be because we change our menu so often. Yeah. So yeah. not only, like, even if we finally figured out our pricing, like we have different pricing for different drinks and, and we're really big on like seasonal ingredients and changing our menu with the season. And so we're just getting into our fall menu now with, you know, drinks like changing leaves and you know bring back the sun and swing life away and you know and then a couple of months we'll be going back to our winter menu and yeah and that's it's going to be different than the winter menu we had last year and you guys are you, you're getting to do your own market research because you are standing there serving these drinks so you can tell you know if you're if you've got something priced at 10 bucks say and somebody walks up and and they don't bat an eye and and the person after them doesn't bat an eye and the person after them doesn't bat an eye you're good or you're low right as soon as you you start to see one out of every four people one out of every three or even one out of every two people is kind of like, oh, mm. now you kind of know. You're like, oh, maybe we hit the, 
the limit. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's hard though. It is hard to figure it out. Yeah. 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 Like like Meg said, it's a constant, I think she was polite, but it's usually a debate. It's a a debate (laughs) in our house. (laughs) Yeah. Usually I'm the one saying let's up it a little bit so we can make back that because we're not really making money at this point. Like we're breaking even, right, right. which is good. It's yeah, it's a very good thing for a new business. That's great. But, for How long have you been yeah, in business? Not a, not a year. In November, it'll be a year. Oh God, I mean, we great. still leave sunk costs that we have just pretty much given up on recouping for yeah, like yeah, glassware yeah. and stuff, but yeah. um, insurance and website. Yeah. But, um, you know, event by event, we're breaking even and we <laughs> we I always I, I've been increasing the drink prices like a buck you know slowly throughout throughout yeah. but you have to because the price like the lime prices have skyrocketed oh my God. so yeah. when we have lime juice in our drinks like we have to make that back somehow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to pay you know we have to we have to pay some of some of the times we we rent the space or we have to pay bartenders or whatever and so you know we we have to we have more costs than just the drink of yeah. course so yeah well you know it's actually i'm going back a topic now but you were talking about you said something that triggered me and it was about um uh, people who just want to extend their night that was one of your customers yeah, yeah. and um the other thing i was thinking about was uh i bartended for a year before i started my business and there was something that would happen like once every weekend and that would be a woman who was pregnant but hadn't told anyone yet she was very early on and that was something that you could see based on the way she would order her drink you know she wanted to be she didn't want to order it around anyone she needed to be alone to order her drink and it was you know club soda with a lime in it and it needed to look like a drink you know can you can you add a mint sprig and Uh make it look like because i've i definitely did that oh i i I, I served at least one of those every weekend you know as a bartender and and that was an interesting thing too because i was thinking there should almost be like a code word like because isn't what is the thing that we're not supposed to ever talk about, but it's the code, it's angel shot. Do you know about an angel shot? Do you know what an angel shot is? An angel shot is what you order if somebody's harassing you. It's mostly for women, but like if you, if there's some creepy guy who won't leave you alone at a bar, yeah. you go to the bar and you order an angel shot and the bartender is supposed to know that that means you need help. Oh, cool. I yeah. I that. Yeah. This is great. This is, you're, this is helpful because yeah. in case anyone ever orders an angel shot, now we'll know. Yeah. An know? angel shot's supposed to be, yeah. I need help, yeah. you know, and so yeah. the bartender will say oh yeah i'll get that for you actually i'll meet you here actually i need to meet you at the end of the bar for that or something you know and then they'll like figure out a way to get them out of there or something but that's a thing so anyway code for my but we're not supposed to talk about angel shots so that was the thing like when you become a bartender they tell you about that but then it's also like don't tell anyone because if anyone knows that it could get that person in even more trouble if they're overheard or ordering an angel shot anyway now we're on a tangent but i was thinking about there could be a code word because i always noticed how difficult it always was for that woman to order from me because she was waiting for the moment and she had to make up excuses and she had to figure out how to like get me alone at the end of the bar and explain what she needed and i would always be like i got you yeah and and it's it's you know there are people like or if you're in like for me personally like when i first started not drinking um like i'd be at corporate events or i'd I'd have like a board meeting with our board of directors and i was pretty self-conscious about it still and so like i'm doing the same thing that that woman's doing i'm going to the open bar and like Mm -hmm. being like can you do a club soda and lime and you know and try not to get overheard by people you know Mm -hmm. um so you know it's so it's uh, there's a variety of reasons why um that that would be a good idea Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Also, we're hoping that some of what we do with Alt Bar is normalizing not drinking alcohol. So 
you know, I would love, I would love to see a culture someday where people are not like, why aren't you drinking? You know, cause it's not, you don't ask someone why they're not doing crack cocaine, right? You're yeah. not asking why someone isn't smoking or, or why they're whatever, you know, yeah. you, so why do, why do we give people a hard time so right. yeah. when, when they're not drinking and yeah. why do we just, and especially with women, you just jump to the, Oh, well you must be pregnant. Yeah. Right. And that could be really uncomfortable because maybe she wanted to be pregnant and isn't, or maybe yeah. she just lost a child or what, whatever the reason, right? Yep. Like you shouldn't be asking people why they're not drinking, but that, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And that's why people feel like they have to do this because mm-hmm. they don't want to have to be telling people the reason, the real reason why they're not. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I, I for sure in the past have done to people. I know I have a friend who came to a party and wasn't drinking and I said, are you pregnant? She ended up being pregnant, but, um, because I knew she was, but, um, you know, I know that I've done that and now I'm super sensitive about it because now that Bob doesn't drink, I feel like, whew, yeah. what an invasion on someone's privacy to yeah. ask them like, why aren't you drinking? Why is it anyone's business? Totally. Um, so I'm not saying that like, you know, I've always been this way. I haven't. Um, but if people just started hearing from, other, from you know, stories like this, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe a code would, word. Maybe, yeah. Maybe like the angel shot thing or the other, you know, in another barcode, do you know about wheels? If somebody says put wheels on it, you ever no. had anyone say that? No. That means do you have a to-go cup? Like, oh. can you, like, do you have like a <laughs> sippy makes, cup? That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. They, like that was the first time anyone said that to me. I'm going, what are you talking about? Wheels. And I didn't learn. But then I, after, again, after the year of bartending, I would hear that a lot. Yeah. Somebody would just be like, oh, can you give me one more margarita? And by the way, do you have any wheels? <laughs> and the first time I ever heard that, I'd be like, what the fuck? But sippy cup, they want it. They're, they're going to go drink it, you know, on their way to their next place, which is not good. No, it's not good. Not, no. not good. But people ask for it. It's not stopping. It's illegal, probably. No, it's extremely illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, you know, obviously, you, most places will tell you not to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. believe me, you can find places that will do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, last thing the event that's coming up it's actually here right it's yeah. here at where we're recording we're recording as we said at the commissary yep. um at the mercantile on main tell me about the event that's coming up yeah i'm really excited about this so we it's going to be a mocktail competition and there's six bartenders who are competing it's put on by steph um from sip and saver and casey from rock connoisseur yep. rock connoisseur yep. yeah um and it's really cool because we've been talking about how cool would it be if we did a mocktail competition in Rochester, you know, ever since they, um, Lindsay, I don't remember her last name, but her Instagram is nickel city. Pretty. (laughs) She's our friend from Buffalo. She put on a mocktail competition last fall and she was like, wouldn't it be in in Buffalo? And she had said, it would be so fun if we did something like that here in Rochester. So we've been talking about this for a year. Um, and we just never, you know, we couldn't do the organization or the logistics or we didn't have the time. Because they're busy. So, yeah. Or, yeah. So when yeah. Steph said, I have this idea, would you want to participate? I was like, yes, please <laughs> sign us up. We're, this is amazing. Yeah. So we're really excited about it. There'll be six of us. It'll be uh, Bob is our bartender and from Alt Bar and then Ian from Locals Only who has bartended for us at multiple events. Brandon uh, from Cure Brandon Pinkins, he also has his own bartending business. He's also bartended for us, so that's kind of fun. We've got two competitors. We're worried about them. (laughs) Um, And then someone from Pop Rock. Okay. And then someone from Rococo. And then Janine from... Um, La Bola, the new spot that Avino opened yeah. here. Yeah. So we all have a secret ingredient 
I can't tell you. You have to come to find out what it is. You know what it is? Oh, it's not like chopped. Yeah, yeah. We okay, know what the know secret what ingredient is. Yeah. yeah. But we're sworn to secrecy. Uh-huh. Uh, that we have to incorporate into a drink. And Liars, which is a non-alcoholic brand, is sponsoring the event. So we're using all Liars spirits. It's called Liars? I think. That's I think a that's great what, name. Yeah, L-Y-R-E. Oh, I thought it was like yeah. L-I-A-R. Yeah. I don't I know. That Some was... people call it Lear's. I'm really not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it, but I think it's Liars. Okay. All right. Um, what? It's Australian. It's Australian. Yeah. yeah. So we're all using different spirits. And what's cool is when they send out the list of the spirits that every bartender is using, everyone is using slightly different combinations of things. Cool. So that's cool because then we'll all have yeah. different drinks yeah. too. Um, yeah. And I, I was happy that we're not going to be compared to anyone else. <laughs> one for one. So when is it and, and uh, how yep. do people buy tickets? So it is Thursday, September 22nd. Okay. And that is also Bob's three-year sobriversary. So nice. that's fun. And the tickets you can buy online. If you just Google Mocktails on Main, you can find it. It's also linked in our bio. It's linked in the bio of um, Steph sip and saver um you know you can yeah, you can yeah. find it pretty easy it's on yeah. our website is it what like it's a thursday so it's a thursday evening thursday is from 5 30 to 7 30 are the restaurants going to be open down there yes oh, and nice, and nice. the the ticket so your ticket i think is 25 20 or 25 but it includes a 25 percent discount at the restaurants oh, nice. and it includes a sample of all of our mocktails okay so when people come they'll get the samples and then they'll vote for who has the best cocktail Great. and who's the winner and i guess there's a trophy that the winner gets nice so so, you know, we're hoping that's going to be us. But if it's if it's not us, then that's awesome, too, because that means that other people are doing really cool things. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as we don't get beat by a sweet drink. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that like the hack thing is like the sugary? drink? I don't know. You know, we, we don't do any sweet drinks. So ours, ours is going to be. Should I say it? OK. No, yeah, ours is not going to be a sweet drink because this so. obviously comes out before. So don't. Yeah. yeah don't do oh, it. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This comes out this Sunday, so it'll be... All right. All right. Well, yeah. then I'm not telling what ours is, but yeah. it's not sweet. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, so uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, you, you triggered me about um, sweet, too. So do you guys choose when and where you're going to do this, or are you available for hire to do this? So we both um we we choose when and where we do different like pop-ups um so that's you know that's based on usually based on like the availability of the space and like the partnership like we're going to do something with the daily refresher in october for sober october um so that that'll be cool um but we just recently actually booked our first kind of private event where you know somebody contacted us about hosting a private event you know yeah. which is really cool like you know not just from the business perspective but it's really cool that, that people want non-alcoholic options available at a private you know yeah. um space so um so that so we're we're available for that too well we're just starting out with that so we we've actually turned down a bunch of people who wanted to do it because we weren't quite ready to do it yet but i think we've built the relationships with people that now because you know, we can't just always be us because of kids and work and life. And so we now have relationships with bartenders who can help us with yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah. I think where, where you guys would, I think you'd do great in that, in, in doing private gigs, you know, yeah. cause I'm thinking about like baby showers, wedding showers and stuff. I mean, or bridal showers they are always on like a Sunday morning and like, and you wouldn't be offended if they had mimosas there. Right. So maybe there's mimosas, but then there's you guys too. And because like, I know my wife, like she doesn't want to get drunk at 11 in the morning. Well, she kind of does, but she doesn't. 
doesn't also, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't actually want to. Yeah. So, yeah. um, good in theory. what and would then you, it happens and then you're like, I just want to nap all day. Yeah, exactly. It ruins the whole, it ruins yeah. the whole day. What, what, uh, what would you guys say to like, I, this is, I don't know if you guys are going to reach across and punch me over this. Um, what would you say to like a kid's party where, so, all right, because it's non-alcoholic, right? So the adults are all there. And cause I was thinking about this, I just went to one and I know I had this interview coming up with you and I was like, I wonder how they do here because you get kids and kid, you know, I don't know, smoothies or something for kids. But I just realized after what you just said, the whole reason I brought this up is you said nothing sweet. So you're probably thinking, screw this. I would never do this gig, but you've got parents who can't drink, but boy, they'd love, they'd love to feel like it. And then kids who, you know, are looking for something cool and sugary. Would that be completely, I mean, listen for the right amount of money, nothing's out of question. I get that. I get that. But would they, or is that something you'd be like, no, not unless they way overpaid. I'm not doing that. So I'll say, yeah, we would do it with a caveat. So mm. our events, like our pop-ups and our events in general are 18 and up because we want it to still be an adult experience. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. we don't really like having, or we don't really allow, you know, kids at our like nighttime events or our pop-ups because it's supposed to be like a sophisticated space where you can go and be comfortable, Yeah, you know, but with that caveat, if somebody hired us specifically for our kids event, you know, we wouldn't serve the kids, the non-alcoholic cocktails. We'd have like a, yeah, a kids, you know, menu. A kids yeah. Like a Meg yeah. saying we would do like a punch or something, but you know, we, 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 we could do something like that probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I was just realizing too, you don't have to card anybody. You don't need a liquor license. Like, oh, man, that's nice. Yeah. There's, there's, nice. there's been some advantages to it. Yeah. That's for a couple sure. things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What did we miss? Did we miss anything? What do you think? Do we get it all? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. 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 I know this is your podcast, but yeah. what advice do you give entrepreneurs who are just starting out? Like you've probably been asked this a million times and I'm sorry. Yeah, advance, no, it's but. okay. Um, emotional roller coaster. I mean, you are taking over the world and then you are, what are we doing here? It is one day you're going to be rich. The next day you are going to be bankrupt. And it is just high, like extreme highs and lows. And just like, resiliently knowing that it is never as good as it seems and it is never as bad as it seems just resilience like seriously so many people so many people i don't want to use the word regular people that sounds terrible but so many non-entrepreneurs will just like they'll give up on something just so easily they'll just give up and like you can just never give up you can just never ever give up you just have to find a way every time but it's okay to like just go home and go to bed that night just like survive the day but like you you got like you got to figure it out every single time and that's unbelievably exhausting like just you're just going to be tired all the time <laughs> Wasn't, that I, do, was, I do feel that. It has, that was the worst advice I have been, ever. I have been tired a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst yeah. advice ever. But honestly, no. I've see, sought out advice from people who have way bigger businesses than me and have been doing this way longer than me. Yeah. And it's and it's they experience dramatic ups and downs also huh. in their businesses. And so just like knowing, I don't. Do you feel that way already? Like some oh, days yeah. you're like, oh my god, we're getting so much traction, and then other days you're like, nobody has mentioned us for five days. Yeah. Why yeah. have we disappeared? Right. Like, yeah, we'll we'll get yeah. start getting Instagram followers out of nowhere, and we're like, oh, well, this is awesome! What happened? We just and got twenty Instagram followers. I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, and and then, and then zero for yeah, two days, exactly. and you're like, what have we done wrong? We have, we, we're not yeah. even getting likes on our posts. Like, yeah. what's what's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. No one cares about us anymore. Yeah. So like that that that's what I'm talking about. Just ups and downs and ups yeah. and downs. Just weathering all those storms. Don't get full of yourself when it's good, and and don't yeah. and don't think that you suck when it's bad, because neither one of those things. You're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Good. What else? Anything else? 
I, I don't think so. All right. Could, what are you guys eating for dinner tonight? You got any plans yet? What do you um, think? I'm going to call my wife right now and see if she wants to. I think I was going to make uh, like cabbage and sausage, but I don't know if I'm really feeling that right now. Nice. We'll see. What what's, I... your, what's your go-to meal? Uh, what do you make at home? Like, what's your go-to? Pasta and meatballs. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I know a guy if you need it. I, yeah, I know some good <laughs> sauce that <laughs> yeah. goes really well with <laughs> Fregman's frozen turkey meatballs and <laughs> the 99-cent box of spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. My wife did love you as a professor. Oh, Yeah, she had thanks. great things to say. Yeah. Oh, she loved so that sweet. program and, yeah. and everything. She was, really did. It was a great program. It's on pause right now. I know. I know. She got through just in time. Her, her she did. Her sort of graduation yeah. was, f- uh, her the end of her program was February. February 2020 she oh, just yeah. got through she yeah. had a she had a great class too like everyone in her class was awesome they, they really were yeah yeah the the um they did their the end ceremony you know I that's I think where I met you oh really it was yeah, that night yeah was at upstairs that. at the Strath yeah it was nice and then we left the next day for Florida and then we came back after a week in Florida and the next day the world shut down oh, so it was all right yeah. I mean that, they just got through with that class that was great yeah and she's speaking of badass too she started that course nine months pregnant I know yeah had our son three weeks in amazing and then and finished yeah 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 so that's like anytime she feels down I'm always like you know you like got your master's while pregnant and with a newborn yes yes it's amazing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I could barely get my master's and like function and I did it before kids so (laughs) having a child like growing a child yeah (laughs) getting a a master's extremely challenging of course but also seems like almost more interesting than than undergrad was because you're like now you're like into it yeah like this is your thing now and you can apply it yeah so you can apply what you're learning in class the next day at your job yeah which you couldn't do as an undergrad you know you learn a lot of it in theory I teach both undergrad and adult uh, degree completion students right now and I love them both for different reasons but what I love about the adult students is that they're like oh yeah I did this thing at my job yesterday and this is how it relates yeah real world Bob Bob also adjuncts he I'm I'm technically his boss at he, he adjuncts uh, like a, cl- a class a year and what do you teach bob uh strategic management and strategic planning yeah oh my god well then you're yeah i mean why are you asking me for it well you didn't ask me for advice you, <laughs> you know you know a hell of a lot better than i do then no, yeah. it's different in theory than yeah, definitely different. Yeah, it's true. But what you said is right about people. You know, you can when you have your classroom discussions, it's not. It's 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 almost like a brainstorm session, right? It's like here's literally what we did in the real world three weeks ago with this client. Yep. It feels like honestly, every once in a while, I would love to go get a master's. I'm not smart enough though. You should. Um, you could come and be a guest speaker for my classes. I do it all the time. That I love. Would I would cool. love that. I did. Yeah. I'm doing RIT uh, in a few weeks. Oh, actually. are you? Yes. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I go U of R and RIT once a year. And oh, cool. I love it. Well, then I might slip you up. in for something. I would love to that's do it. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Oh, this so, is awesome. But yeah, maybe someday go get your master's, and it is fun, but it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. in the meantime, you can just be a guest speaker and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get the feel of yeah. it without having to do all of the extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we? We're still recording, aren't we? Oh, oh. let's get. You want to? Yeah, we are. All right. Uh, I think we're good. I think we're good, right? Yeah. Do you have anything? Good, good luck in the contest. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for doing the podcast. Yeah. This is great. Thanks for having us. This is of awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course. Absolutely. All right. We're good.